What's up you guys and welcome back to Unfiltered with me, Lindsay Hughes. Tonight's episode is really a vibe. It is Saturday night. I've cracked open an Olipop, my new favorite non-alcoholic drinks. (laughs) I stand the root beer, the classic root beer flavor the most. Um, The vintage cola is a close second, but I'm sitting here on my living room floor. I have a nice ottoman behind me. I'm sitting on a pillow on the floor and I, this just feels right. I hope this sound is all right because this isn't quite where I usually record, but I still have my normal setup. I'm always open to any feedback from you guys about the sound of the episodes and you know technical things like that because it always helps me to hear from you and improve and all that stuff. Uh, but anyway, welcome back, you guys. I am very excited for today's episode. I asked you guys on the podcast Instagram, which if you don't follow it, go ahead over there. I've been posting on there a lot more lately and trying to be more regular and post like more photos of me too, almost making it like, I'm trying to almost make it into like my second Instagram, um, like cute little stuff. And then maybe like every two or three photos is like one of me. I wouldn't post like on my personal Instagram, but it's going on the podcast one. So Um, The podcast Instagram account is unfiltered with Lindsay Hughes. If you want to join us over there, we post, you know, some cute pics, some inspiring pics and just, you know, some extra lifestyle stuff over on there. So I've been trying to get more regular posting on there. Hope you guys have been maybe noticing that the past few weeks. But that's where I asked you guys for what should I talk about this week? And thank you so much because tons of you guys sent in so many great ideas. And I saw one today. I still couldn't figure out what I wanted to talk about. I was like, there's so many good ideas, but I can't narrow it down. And then somebody said funny high school stories, like funny and embarrassing high school stories. And I realized I have never really talked about that. I have never filmed a YouTube video. Uh, Like, I don't even think I've, you know, talked about funny high school stories. So I wanted to make a whole episode about it. And I think that this will be kind of silly because, you know, this is the time that I just was beginning my YouTube channel. And I feel like I was so shy and so, you know, reserved and just entering YouTube like freshman year of high school and being worried that like people would find my videos. It almost was like for the first year or so, it almost was like, I was me, but also I was kind of like being this little like shy YouTube version of myself. And I didn't really start showing my personality in my videos very much until, you know, a few years in to my actual channel. And I feel like maybe when I started vlogging, that's whenever I started my vlog channel, that's probably when I got like more personal, but it's kind of funny that a lot of these memories that I'm going to share and stories today are going to kind of go along with the beginning of my YouTube channel, like not YouTube related stuff, but just things that you wouldn't have guessed that were happening behind the scenes, I guess. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, age 15, 16, 17, 18, those years when you're in high school, those are years where you are trying new things and you're experimenting, just having so many firsts in your life and doing silly things with your friends. So I hope you guys will get some enjoyment out of hearing these stories in this episode. This is a fun one. I'm a very nostalgic person, so I really like thinking back to fun memories and silly things. One of my favorite things to do is literally like, go through my like Twitter back. I like scroll back like years on my Twitter or sometimes I'll do it for Instagram, but not really. I like going through my camera roll too from like 
four, five years ago and being like, what am I going to find? Like what absurd photo or memory am I going to find that I like forgot about? So this episode will be really fun. I think, um, let's start it off with our bops and flops of the past week. Bops and flops of the week. My first flop of the past week, so this has a little bit of backstory, but um, a lot of you guys probably saw the video I posted this week about my toxic relationship experience. So if for some reason, you know, you just listened to the podcast and you haven't seen that video, I posted it a few days ago and the response has been so incredible. The amount of people I was able to connect with through sharing that and relate to from that video. I don't know if I've ever posted a video that has had a response like this in its first, you know, it's only been up for, I think, two days. Yeah, the video's literally only been up for two days and it's performing so incredibly well. And of course, beyond that, just the comments have been so freaking incredible. So that's actually like one of my bops of this week. If you saw my tweets a few days before posting that video, I've just been like overthinking the entire week about my ex finding the video and reaching out to me angry and upset. And I don't even know, like my, you know, your mind just goes to the worst place when you've had a lot of conflict with someone and that was just not my intention at all with posting the video, but I, I feel like I, you know, I can't keep somebody from seeing something that's posted publicly on YouTube. So at the end of the day, if he sees the video, he sees the video. And, you know, I have to remind myself that even if he gets really upset and tries to be like, this didn't happen, or you twisted it, or you tried to make me look like I was this type of a person, whatever, anything he could say to me, it doesn't invalidate how I felt and my experience. And I actually tried to be super, super, um, cautious with what I actually even shared in that video. And I kept a lot of things to myself because not everything needs to be out in the air. You know what I mean? Some things can just be kept inside and personal in a relationship, of course. So anyway, that's kind of like a flop of this week, but also it leads to a bop, an extreme bop. So um, just the flop is, yeah, you guys know, I, I do a lot of overthinking and I really have been doing a lot of that this week in regards to speaking out about the situation for the first time ever. Um, really, like other than saying, I've said a little bit on the podcast about it, but yeah, if you guys missed that, I'll link that video in the show notes of this episode. My other flop of the past week is I have found myself a little bit distant from people. Like I feel, you know, when you're just not making, you feel like you're not making that much of an effort to reach out to certain people. And it's all me. Like I have time to reach out to people. I haven't talked to my grandmas in months, like in a while. I have been meaning to call both of my grandmas for the longest time. Um, I haven't really like caught up with my dad in a while other than through text. I haven't really talked to my brother in a while. Um, not that I like never talked to them, but you know what I mean? Like I haven't like called and like caught up with people that are close to me in a while. Even like, I haven't seen a lot of my friends in a while. People are kind of like out of town and like doing things right now, but I don't know. I just feel like I've been a little bit unintentionally distant in some of my, um, friendships and family relationships. Um, and it's not even that I'm, oh, I'm so busy. Like we're all busy. You know what I mean? But it's just making that time to like call my grandma. And these are things that, you know, 
I think about doing them and then I'm just like, oh, like I can do that tomorrow or something. Not to get emo, but people are not gonna be there forever, you know? This is the time to be able to call people up and reach out to people and check in with people, even if it's a five or 10 minute long conversation, like FaceTiming with a friend that you haven't talked to in a while and you're like, you know what? I just wanna like see how they are. So I love doing stuff like that and that's like a note to self um, over the next couple weeks to reach out to more friends and people and be like, I miss you. How are you? Literally like just that, you know, call my grandma. So if that reminds any of you guys, if you guys have any time, you know, to call your grandma or anyone, you know, your mom or your dad or your friend you haven't talked to in a while or your sister, your brother, whoever, you know, is important to you that maybe you haven't spoken with in a little while and you would like to catch up. Hopefully this can be a little reminder to all of us, myself included, to actually do that. I'm bad at that. Like I am actually that person. I am like that friend that I don't do it in like a malicious or like a bad way at all, but I don't really like reach out and well, not that I don't reach out. Like if I'm thinking of my friend or I have something to tell them, I definitely like just text them, but I'm not necessarily one to like go out of my way to be like, Hey, like, do you want to go and do this in a few days? Or like, Hey, do you want, you know, like, I feel like someone has to text me first and then I'll be like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Like I would love to, but I don't really a lot of times think to go and message someone and be like, Hey, like, what's up? How are you doing? Like, I'm not saying that I never do it, but I'm not that good at that. And I have a lot of like long distance friendships, so I'm not necessarily the best at like reaching out all the time, but you know, this is a whole, (laughs) this is a separate tangent. You guys, um, those are my flops. Let's go ahead and get into my bops of the past week. First bop is what I mentioned earlier, which is just the amount of support and love. And um, I don't, is relatability a word? I think it is. (laughs) Relatability um, connection that was shared with me, um, similar experiences and just touching touching you guys with what I shared. Um, a lot of you, you know, said the kindest things, whether you guys messaged me or left a comment on that video. And yeah, that was just something that was overdue, but I had to do it in, you know, my right timing when I was ready. It was a lot. It took a lot out of me. I cried like three times at least while I was filming that video, but I want to say I'm so glad that I did it. Thank you seriously from the bottom of my heart. If any of you guys that are listening were ones who encouraged me, replied to my tweet when I was worried about posting it or left a comment or messaged me or even just gave the video a thumbs up like anything, it's been so, so worth it to have posted that and just thank you guys. So that is a, that's probably the biggest bop of this past week. Next bop is it finally snowed a decent amount. And I won't go on about this one because I know it's snowing like a lot of places in the, in the world or like the country right now, but, uh, it's basically a winter wonderland outside and I have been vibing currently on my TV. I have, cause it's just been like a snowy chill day the whole day. I have one of my YouTube ambiance videos playing, um, which is a crackling fireplace in snow falling outside of this little cabin. Oh guys, seriously, if you're ever just fucking looking for something chill to pop on go on YouTube and just search like ambiance 
uh, music. If you want it to play music, you can do that. You can search like rain or like a fireplace, a crackling fireplace. You can search like, you know, Christmas place setups at Christmas. Um, this is like a log cabin. Like I said, I just am a big fan of these like ambiance YouTube videos that will like play like jazz music and then just have like a fire. Ooh, you know, some of my favorite ones are like a little coffee shop ambiance and it's just like the inside of a coffee shop and maybe it'll be like raining or snowing outside. And then there's like jazz music playing. Like guys, these are my favorite things to play in the background for like hours. Straight winter wonderland. <laughs> um, my next box is I've just had some old friends reaching out this week uh, in response to my video, old friends reaching out. And I just feel a lot of, um, I guess my support system right now just feels really strong, really good from like my mom to my sister to my friends, people I haven't talked to in a while. You guys, my support system just feels really strong and I do not take that for granted. So I am grateful for that. My last bop of the week is my product or purchase bop, which, oh bitch, I have something that I have been absolutely obsessed with the past week. I only got it in the mail this week and it has already changed my life. Do you want to know what it is, people? It is my milk frother. So I have a bit of a story. I was never super like, oh my gosh, I have to get a milk frother. I know they've been really popular the past few months. You know, you've seen more people doing like the foamy milk and putting it on top of their coffee and their Instagram stories and stuff. And I'm like, you know, yeah, that's cute. But you know, I don't feel like I need a milk frother. Like I've never, yeah. And then I think maybe in December or November, I was ordering some things online and I saw one for like 15 bucks or 17 bucks. And it was one of those handheld ones that you have to like put batteries in. And then it kind of like has a little wand and it stirs the milk to froth it. Um, guys, I think maybe it was just the brand that I got or something was going on with that thing. It straight up did not work. And it didn't even, it was from the brand like Bodium, I'm pretty sure, or Bodum. I don't even know. I think it was Bodium. It's a pretty like popular, uh, homeware like kitchen brand and I'm not kidding like the batteries wouldn't even stay in the thing wouldn't even close you would have to like duct tape it to actually stay closed and on top of that it didn't work like it didn't even it made maybe gave the milk a few bubbles but it did not do the thing so I kind of gave up after that I was like you know what fuck it this milk frother like is shit. It doesn't work. Like fuck milk frothers. Like doesn't even work. And then I decided, you know what, I'm going to give it another chance, but I'm going to get one of those like that you have to plug in and one that you like pour the milk into it. And then you put on the, the top and you hit the button to froth the milk. Okay. And I ended up getting one just from the Target website. I got the one by Keurig um, because there was a few other brands. There was one that was like a hundred bucks or 90 bucks. And I was like, yeah, that one, I think it was like the Nespresso one. And I was like, that looks like that one would be really good, but I really want to spend like a hundred freaking dollars on a milk frother. No. So I got the Keurig one and I think it was around $50. Um, so like half the price. And that one had pretty good reviews. And when I tell you guys, this thing is a game changer holy shit. Now I'm obsessed with frothing milk. Okay. You can froth, you know, oat milk, soy milk, almond milk, 
Um, I'm forgetting what coconut milk, regular milk, froth it all, baby. You could probably froth like half and half or creamer to go on top of like live your life, froth, whatever you want to freaking froth. And I haven't even gotten to the best part. Okay. You guys know that I am a slut for iced coffee. I rarely drink hot coffee drinks and you can do a cold froth or a hot froth with this machine. So it has absolutely changed my life. I will definitely be sharing it on Instagram and uh, YouTube very soon, but you guys were the first to find out product or purchase bop of the week is the Keurig milk frother. It has changed my life and I can't stop talking about it. I literally just talked about a milk frother for like six minutes. So that's how you know I have a problem. If any of you guys are interested in that, I will link it in the show notes of this episode. If you want to go and check her out, highly recommend. And that's all my bops and flubs of the week. That was kind of long. So thank you guys for listening. Let's go ahead and get into the stories. Let's just dive right in. Let's go back, back to the beginning. Sorry, that wasn't my best singing. I'm not a singer. You guys know that about me, but let's go back, back to the beginning of Lindsay's high school experience. So I have a few stories to tell, you know, I'm, I'm worried that I'm going to forget some iconic ones, but I'm hoping that the ones I share will provide for you guys. So, you know, Let's just take a trip back in time to, what year would it have been? I guess 2011 or something like that. Wow. Literally like 10 years ago, 16 year old Lindsay. Let's just go ahead and start with the fact, this is like a prerequisite for the story, that I failed my, not only my permit test, my driver's permit test the first time and had to retake it. But I also failed my driver's license test the first time and had to retake it. So let's just keep that in mind. Uh, I don't know. I think I just freaked out about having to take these tests because, bitch, I like studied my ass off. I don't even know why I didn't pass the driver's license test. I think, oh, I think I know what it was. I think something about a crosswalk. I like fucked up on that part. Anyway, this is a backstory of this. So I finally get my license after really feeling like a failure about myself, you know, had to take the permit test twice, failed my first time getting my license, had to wait. Like, I think I had to wait a few months to take the test again, you know, fully went through driver's ed and everything like that. Finally, I take my license test and for the second time at some point when I'm 16 and I get my license, I am fucking vibing. I think I was one of my first friends to get their license because my birthday was pretty early on in the school year. So I probably got it, you know, like a few months after my 16th birthday, whenever I like retook it. So picture this, you know, let's set the scene. 10th grade. I'm the first one of my friends, pretty much the friends that I was with at least to get their license. Obviously, what am I going to do? I'm going to go with my bitches to the mall. Obviously, like what else? It's like a Saturday afternoon. What else do you do in suburbia, Georgia on a Saturday when you're 16 other than go hang out at the mall with your girlies? Let's paint the picture. So at this time, um, I didn't like, you know, get a car like gifted to me or anything like that, which that would have been really nice. Um, But I bought my first car when I was 18, which was a big accomplishment for me. I like shared that on like 
my Instagram and YouTube or whatever. Um, but this is, you know, before that, this is when I was 16 and my dad had his old car, which was like a, I believe it was a 99 or 2000, um, Toyota Camry, very reliable, you know, it was pretty ugly, but better than nothing, of course, better than nothing. So my brother got, basically my dad drove that car for like probably like eight or like a long time. And then around like 2010 or whenever my brother got his license, which would have been like a year and a half before me, before I got mine, he had that car. And then once I got my license, we were sharing that car for about two years until my brother went to college. So me and my brother were sharing that car. So it is literally the first outing that I'm able to go on when I got my license with my friends, like the first place I'm driving my friends. So we are literally seconds away from, like we were about to pull into the mall, okay? We are almost there. Like I drove from my house, I picked up my one friend, I picked up my other friend. We are like a second away from the mall parking lot, about to turn in. All of a sudden, a cop, you know, I hear the sirens. This is my first time getting pulled over in my entire life. I'm already getting pulled over my first time driving my friends days after getting my license. I am flipping a shit, you guys. I'm like, what could I have done? Oh my God, I'm so stupid. What did I do? What did I do? Freaking the fuck out. And I think I got pulled over by a like a motorcycle cop. I, I have like a brief memory of that for this particular time I got pulled over. And I just had no idea what I could have done, you guys. I was like, I feel like I was doing everything right. I think I started to panic and potentially cry. And the cop comes up to the window and he's like, hi, ma'am, whatever. Uh, do you know why I pulled you over today? Something along those lines. And I said, I don't, I'm sorry, officer. I, I don't know what I was doing. And he was like, well, let me tell you the tint you have on your entire car, all the windows is completely illegal. It is so dark that you actually, it is actually illegal to have this level of tint on the windows of this car. So that's why you're getting a ticket today. You didn't do anything else, but yes, you are driving around with a legal tint. And I feel like I should let you know that guys, I, when I tell you, I was fucking pissed because guess who, guess who put a legal tint on the 99 Toyota Camry in the year of 2011 to make themselves look cool. My brother, Colin Hughes, that is what he did. And oh, the funny part, of course, you guys, is he never once got pulled over driving that car with the illegal tint. Never once. But of course, you know, the one time I go to drive my friends, I get pulled over and get a ticket for his decision to do that. So after that, of course, I like go home. I tell my dad, I'm like, dad, can you believe this? Like whatever, whatever. I'm pretty sure my dad and my brother went to like get the tins removed on the car. Cause my dad was like, okay, well we can't, we can't have you and your sister driving around with this illegal ass tint. So that's, you know, a pretty mellow, but kind of silly story to start it. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly. When you play your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Off with? Um... Now let's get into some some deep shit, you guys. So let's get into the story of the first time that I smoked. Now notice I didn't say the first time I smoked weed. I've never shared this story before, but this is truly deranged. 10th grade Lindsay. So this was around my 16th birthday because I remember it's like beginning of 10th grade because I remember my friend slept over that night after I had my like sweet 16, which was just like a little party at my house, like on my deck. Um, My parents literally chaperones. They sat in the driveway in lawn chairs with their friends and greeted every guest that came to my party. Just like imagine that happening when you're 16. I wanted to actually die, but at least they were letting me have a party at the house. Um, Not a rager or anything, no drinking, Um, but they greeted everybody in the driveway in lawn chairs while they were getting drunk. So, you know, a little bit of a double, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So I was sober my entire party. I didn't like, maybe I had had a couple sips of alcohol at this point in my life, but I was still like, you know, a good girl, really like ninth grade Lindsay, I remember I have a I have a distinct memory which t- it's so funny to me to think back on how pure I was. So, you know how you get into high school and you're like high school changes people like oh my gosh, like I'm going to grow up so much in high school. So I remember I have this distinct memory the first week of ninth grade, me and my friend were walking like into school or something like that. Uh, or like to cheerleading practice or something. And I remember telling my friends like, I'm not going to do drugs or drink alcohol at all in high school. Like, I just know that I'm not interested in any of that stuff. Like I specifically said that I would never drink or smoke or do any drugs or in high school. I said that. And you know what? I lasted through the, and she, I remember she was like, Lindsay, yes, you will. Like, you're probably going to like drink or like taste alcohol or something. And I was like, no, like I'm really not. (laughs) I made it through the whole year of ninth grade. Very pure. You know, I had braces. Um, I didn't drink or smoke at all. And then boom, something about turning 16, everything changed. I was a new woman. (laughs) Just kidding. But That night after my 16th birthday party, a few of my friends slept over and I'll just say it. They smoked, not weed, but spice, smoked spice out of my parents' house window the night after my 16th birthday. And we're literally like being like, Lindsay, like you should definitely try it. Like it's not even weed. At least that's what I remember. Like, I don't remember my friends being like, you like have to try, like they weren't like 
hardcore pressuring me. They were more just like, I mean, like, it's not even weed. Like, you know, it doesn't show up on drug tests or whatever. Like, it's not even weed. It's spice. Like, it's fake weed. What I tell you, I didn't know what this shit was, you guys. All I know is spice is insane. Like, never, I don't even know, think it's that common of a thing anymore, but don't smoke spice. Like, it is, you can really have like a full freak out smoking spice. Like, of course that can happen like smoking weed too. Anyway, my, you know, freshly just turned to 16 that night year old self, like I think I took like two hits and blew it out, <laughs> blew it out the window of like the little like living like room that we would hang out and have our like sleepovers in at my parents' house and stuff. Like blew it out the window. <laughs> I don't think I liked it. I mean, I don't think I didn't get high at all. So that happened and my friends would continue to smoke spice for a few months after that. I don't even know why. Like, I don't think my friends were getting like drug tested by their parents, but I think it was more of a like just in case type thing that it like wouldn't show up. I don't know. It was so it was so that was a weird time. You guys, I only smoked spice like probably twice and I didn't like go crazy with it. I didn't really have like a bad experience. I don't think I like felt or like I didn't do it that much enough to like feel high or whatever. But let's talk about the first time I actually got high. So 10th grade when I turned 16 was when everything changed. Honestly, spice changed me. No, I'm just kidding. But spice, was it my gateway drug? I don't know. Anyway, um, this is the time where me and most of my girlfriends, like a group of my girlfriends, um, started like smoking weed very occasionally together. And it was just the silliest little thing to look back on. So what we would do is we would get together on like a Friday night, you know, after a long week of 10th grade, we would be like, tonight guys, we just need to let loose. Like let's all go in on one gram of shitty, shitty weed that we would overpay dramatically for. And it would be like, not kidding, a group of like five or six or seven girls. And we would split one gram of weed for the night. And literally when I tell you, we would all get astronomically high from that little amount of weed that we each put in like $5 for, which is totally insane because $5 doesn't sound like a lot, but like, I'm pretty sure we would get like a gram for $20 at this point because I don't even know how we would buy weed. I think one of my friends would get it from like an older friend or like somebody in like the grade above us, you know, something like that. And they would like drop it off at my friend's house. So we would always go to my one girlfriend's house and... (laughs) I don't know why we would always go there, but I'm glad that it wasn't at my house because I would have had so much stress. Um, (laughs) We would legitimately, we were so fucking dumb. Like her mom would be home, but like usually her mom was like sleeping or like kind of like in her room just like by herself. And we would smoke in my friend's closet, like five or six. She had a nice ass closet. She had like a walk-in closet. And this is, this is the thing about it. It had a window. Okay. Her closet had a fucking window in it that you could like fully open and let out air and shit, let out smoke. So we were like, this is the perfect spot. We're going to lock ourselves in the closet, like five or six of us. And we would open the window 
and we would put a towel under the door. So, you know, to keep the smell in and we would hit a bowl and we would just like smoke. And that's the first time I got high was in my best friend to this day's closet (laughs) with like some, probably like five girlfriends, a couple of like two of my best friends like to this day were there. And then there would be like people that we would invite. We'd be like, should we invite blah, blah, blah to like our little, our little smoke. We would call it smoke fest. Okay. We literally had a full name for when we would have these like sleepovers. And it's so funny because we thought we would like the way we acted, like we were smoking so much weed, calling it like smoke fest. Like, Oh my God. Like, I don't feel like we thought we were like stoners or whatever. We just thought it was kind of like silly and fun to be like smoke fest. You know what I mean? Like it was more of a just like silly little thing. It's not like we were like, Oh my God, guys, like we're so cool. Like we're total stoners. Like we're going to do smoke fest. It wasn't like, you know what I mean? It was kind of a, just more of a silly, like high. We probably came up with it when we were high. We were probably like, let's like call this smoke fest, you know, some dumb, dumb shit when you're high. Like when I tell you guys, this is the highest I would ever get from weed in my entire existence. Probably the first five to 10 times that I smoked weed in my, which were all in my friend's closet or basement, like at her house, I would get astronomically high and it was so fun. Like it was so pure because I think like looking back in reality, I wouldn't actually get that high, but I would take like a couple hits, but I wouldn't get to the point of like being too high where you like, I feel like I could easily start to like get antisocial or freak out. But I feel like all of us would just take like one or two or three hits and we'd pass the bowl around in a little circle in the closet. And then we would all just be like such giggly, like, you know, when you're just like giggly high, like the first few times, I don't, can anyone else relate to this? Like the first five times I smoked weed and got high, like I will never be that level of high again from weed in my entire life. Like it was just cause I never had done like, any substance, anything at all. This is actually, I forgot to mention, I got into weed before I got into like drinking at all. Like I had never even gotten drunk or anything. I had probably, you know, sipped like a drink or two. Like I had had like a four loco or actually, no, we'll get into the story actually with the four loco a little bit later. But yeah, so I actually had like my weed phase before my, before I got into drinking. Not that I like got into drinking in high school, but you know, I like began drinking, uh, very, very occasionally at some point, like in high school, which I'll, I'll talk about that. But this was before that, like, did anyone have a weed era before they had an alcohol era? (laughs) Because I did. When I tell you we had the time of our lives literally just listening to music like fucking Kesha, we listened to this one song that I wish I knew the name. I have to ask my friend (laughs) because we would play it on a loop and just like film videos of ourselves and just be crying, laughing just because we were high and everything was just so funny. You know what I mean? Like everything was fucking hilarious. We would go down to the pantry and raid the kitchen. We would like eat fucking cookies, any snacks. We would just go crazy. And that's literally all we did. Like it was so pure. We wouldn't like sneak out and like go hang out with boys or anything. Literally, we just had the girls smoke in the closet. And that was my first time getting high. It was so fun. I wish I could go back and get high in that closet again, but my friend's mom doesn't live there anymore. So unfortunately, 
That was an era in time. So good. So good. So that's the story of Smoke Fest. Okay. Also a little side note going along with this story. So this was the era where everyone used Facebook, um, like ninth grade, 10th grade time. So we would like write on each other's Facebook walls and we tried to talk in code. So we came up with the, um, is it called an acronym? I'm pretty sure it's called an acronym. H-A-F, um, which stood for high as fuck. We also came up with DAF, which was drunk as fuck, which came later because like I said, I didn't really drink for a while. I didn't drink like 10th grade at all. I don't think. Um, so we thought we were so sly. Like, you know how you, most of the time you had to be friends with your mom on Facebook. If you had a Facebook and your mom had one, like I was friends with my mom, my friends were friends with their moms. Um, and we thought we were so smart writing on each other's walls, being like talking in code. Literally we would be like, can't wait to get HAF tonight. Hee hee. Like we're going to get so DAF on Friday night. Like we thought we were so fucking smart. And then I just remember this one time, my friend's mom, (laughs) my one friend's mom is like, I know what this means. Like, I know what you guys are doing. You're not smart. Being like, we're going to get HAF. Like, obviously a parent knows what that means. (laughs) Anyway, we thought we were really doing something you guys back then okay let's go into a more pure story this one's not about um doing any well i was gonna say it's not about doing anything illegal but is skipping school illegal i don't know i think it's looked down upon (laughs) is it illegal you can definitely get in trouble but i don't know if it's a crime maybe it is so i've told this story meg and i've told this story before so i'll try to keep it short if you already know the story um But pretty much, I think I was a senior, or maybe I was a junior, and um, Megan was two years younger, and we went to the same school, and I would drive her to school every morning. And, you know, we'd never done this before, but one morning we pulled into the school parking lot. Like, we literally got ready. We're prepared for a full school day. We drive to school, and we were, like, looking around the parking lot, and I don't know. It was probably my idea. Uh, but Meg and I were just like, we were not feeling it. We're like, we do not want to fucking go to school today. Like today, no, today we need to go do something fun. Should we just like get out of here? Should we just get out of here? So literally we just drive away. We made it to the school parking lot and then we just left. We had never done anything like, like I never really like skipped school. I definitely would fake sick often because it was so easy. Oh my gosh. Did any of you guys have like a lucky experience with being able to just literally walk into your mom's room in the morning and be like, mom, I don't feel good. I don't want to go. Like, I really like, I was so good at it. Or maybe my mom was just, you know, just, she's just a caring mother. So she would be like, yeah, you don't have to go to school. I did that all the fucking time. I missed so much school every year. I think I actually got in trouble for how much school I missed like junior or senior year, but that was mostly from traveling. That wasn't from faking sick as much. (laughs) Anyway, side note. um, So I would fake sick, but Meg and I didn't just like ditch school and like go do like crazy shit. (laughs) So what do we decide to do? We drove to the mall. Wow. Back to the mall. We drove to the mall and we ate lunch at the American Girl Doll Cafe with dolls. They brought dolls over. Imagine, okay, I'm just imagining like whoever served us and saw us that it was, you know, like probably 11 a.m., maybe like 10.30 a.m. on on a school day. We looked so young. Like I just am imagining the person being like, why are they not in school? Like, why are they here 
having lunch with dolls. Like these girls feel like they should like probably be in school. It's like, it's like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I don't know what happened there, but we went and yeah, we, if any of you guys have ever been to the American girl doll bistro, that's actually what it's called. Oh, she is absolutely, I love, I love that place. That was our big, crazy skipping school day. We literally just went to the mall and walked around for hours. I remember we took photos in front of a Christmas. We were so dumb about it. Like we took photos of ourselves at the mall on when we skipped school. Like we posted photos of ourselves in front of, like on Facebook, in front of the big tree at the mall, like taking photos. It was at Christmas time or something. Megan posted a photo on her Instagram at the time of us with the dolls at the American Girl Doll Bistro, just like on a casual Wednesday, should be in school. <laughs> and that's what we decided to do. And yeah, we just ate lunch with the dolls. And, you know, it was one of the greatest memories of my high school experience with Megan. So I regret nothing. We, we never got caught. We never got in trouble. I, I think we, at this point, I think we must've told my mom and my dad and they probably laughed. But it's just funny that that's what we chose to do when we, <laughs> that's what we chose to do when we skipped school. American Girl Doll Cafe. Go to a cafe that is for like toddlers to eat with their dolls. All right, let's get back into it. I have two more stories that I want to tell. The first one is the first time that I got drunk. Obviously, I have to tell this story because I talked about the first time that I got high, which was like a year before the first time I got drunk. So like I said, wasn't much of like a drinker in high school. Um... I started experimenting with alcohol a little bit like pretty late when I was like 16 and a half or well, maybe 17. It was definitely either the end of 10th grade or probably was like the summer before 11th grade. I think that's probably when I started like maybe drinking like a four loco like once or twice with my friends. Like I really, like I said, I was... I was more into smoking, like I was, but I wasn't like a stoner. Like I wouldn't smoke often or anything, but I definitely would smoke more than just like drinking, which was interesting because I feel like looking back, I'm like, did I not like go to parties and try alcohol? But I guess I didn't really do that stuff until like 11th or 12th grade. Like I don't feel like I did that stuff in 9th or 10th grade. I was <laughs> I wasn't like very cool. I didn't really like go to that many parties and like kiss boys like guys I really didn't do like anything crazy literally all I did was smoke weed with my friends in a closet like <laughs> and do YouTube like that was my life okay so I remember the first time I got drunk so vividly I was with two I think two or three of my best friends at the time and we all got four locos which yeah that's a dark a dark thing to think back on is my very, very short-lived phase with Four Locos. I think I've only drank probably three or four maximum in my entire life because if you puke from a Four Loco, I don't think you'll ever look at them the same. Four Locos are the epitome of disgust to me, and it's almost not even the taste it's the smell. If you've puked from a four loco, 
you know what I'm talking about. I won't talk about it that much more because it is very triggering. But anyway, this was before that happened. So I had tasted alcohol before and I had probably drank a little bit before, like probably had like some Mike's hards or like a couple beers or something like that. But I had never gotten drunk and felt drunk from alcohol until this night. So it was very casual. Like I said, it was just like me and two or three of my girlfriends. We went to my friend's house. I don't know how we got four locos. I have no idea on like on the face of this planet how we acquired four locos but i'm pretty sure we had enough that we each had one four loco which that is more than enough to get you drunk four locos are dangerous i would never drink a four loco again um but you guys can probably relate like at this time some of you guys can probably relate at this time four locos were like the cheapest most efficient way to get drunk you know what i mean you only needed one they were pretty cheap Um, and they will get you there. You could drink like half of a four loco and be fucked up, especially if you had like never drank alcohol before your tolerance just was not even present. So I think I drank like half or three fourths of a four loco or something. And bitch, I started feeling it. I remember just the feeling of we were walking around in my friend's basement all drunk (laughs) once again just me and the girls like I'm glad that I had really pure times honestly looking back it's pretty pure that like the first few times I ever got high or drank like I was just with my closest girlfriends because I felt very comfortable and nothing like you know like I didn't have like random like boys that I was into around or stuff like, like stuff to like worry me I don't know you know what I mean I just feel like lucky for those experiences that I did have and I just remember feeling like my legs felt like jello that's all I kept saying to my friends just like my legs feel like jello and that was pretty much I remember I had a great time I didn't vomit or anything like I you know I was good I was chilling because I don't think I drank too much I probably had like half the four loco like I said my legs were jello I had the time of my life just giggling laughing with my friends probably got the drunchies and just ate a bunch of snacks that's most likely what happened went to sleep and um yeah that was pretty much my first time getting drunk okay now I want to finish off with my favorite story ever (laughs) <laughs> probably this this has to be I think one of my favorite stories ever of high school so this is the story of when I got caught smoking weed which I guess there's actually oh there's two stories about getting caught smoking weed one was by my mom when it was me and Megan on a family vacation but I feel like Megan or me or something has like told that story before. I feel like Megan's definitely told that story before. But I am going to talk about one of the most scarring the first time I got caught smoking weed, which was so scarring because like I said, so we'd hang out at my friend's house and smoke in her closet. And every single time we had not had any issues. Um, this particular time, I think we were being a little bit maybe dumb and like not, maybe we were like opening the door and closing the door of the closet and releasing some potential smoke into the house, the stench basically. So it, things got dark very fast. Um, (laughs) and it was especially terrifying because we all were high And then this happened and it was just, that actually was probably the first time that I've been so 
paranoid and scared and like everything high because (laughs) we literally got caught. So yeah, I think it was probably five of us, you know, just smoking in the closet as we do. And this particular time, my, (laughs) my friend's mom, you know, she smelt it or something. And she basically comes in, she comes in my friend's room. So my friend and her mom are Persian. So she has like a thick accent, my friend's mom. And so she comes in, she comes storming into my friend's room and goes, who brought drugs into my house? I'm sorry, squirrel. He just freaks out. It's like all loud. She basically is just screaming. It didn't sound that pleasant. It was very dark. It was who brought drugs into my house? Okay. So it was like that. And oh my God, when I tell you guys, we tried everything to convince my friend's mom that we were not smoking weed and that we were doing some sort of a science experiment. I think that was our first lie. I think our first thing was just denying it. Deny, 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 being like, no, we did not bring drugs into your house. Absolutely not. We are not, we did not smoke. Like, she's like, I smell it. I smell it, obviously. Like, you know what weed smells like. We were so stupid. Um, yeah, but the, like I said, the closet had worked for, for us up until this point. So I just remember my one friend... <laughs> going off on a full, a full like spiral tangent. She was like, no, 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 no. Listen, today in science class at school, we watched this movie where they did this experiment with, it was something about like lighting something on fire and then it smoking and then flushing it down the toilet. Like it was some sort of like this crazy made up story that we were lighting things on fire. And that's why there was like smoke. And that's why it smelled is that we were literally doing a science experiment on a Friday night at probably 11 PM in my friend's room. That's what we were doing for fun. You know, a bunch of teenage girls on Friday night, we were doing a science experiment. So that was our first lie. Um, it really, it was dark. You guys basically like my friend's mom, like yelled at all of us. It was so scary. And then she took my friend, like her daughter, she took my friend away and they were screaming at each other in Farsi, which is, um, the Persian language. So, uh, they were screaming at each other in Farsi for hours. We were all just like high and so scared because I don't think really, I don't think any of us had, I definitely hadn't been caught smoking weed. <laughs> and then this was the part that was so, so scary, you guys. She knew we were lying. She knew we had smoked weed. So she's like, how did you get the drugs into my house? Like, who brought these drugs into my house? Where did you get it? And somebody <laughs> says that, okay, this was must have been before we, or I guess I think I maybe had my license around this time. But like I didn't take the car overnight because I was sleeping over at my friend's house. So my dad had picked up my friends and me. Well, I went with my dad and then we picked up my friends and he dropped us off at my friend's house to sleep over. Okay. So <laughs> on the way there, my friend lived right by Kroger, which is a grocery store. If you don't have Kroger's in your area, I know they don't have it everywhere, um, but yeah, just a grocery store. And so we went to Kroger before this night of smoke fest, obviously to get snacks. So we got snacks and, um, 
I think that must have been where we actually did pick up the weed. Um, <laughs> we must have, yes, that's what it was. I think at some, we knew someone that like would trap out of the Kroger parking lot. So we picked up snacks and we got, I think we got the weed from, from like meeting someone at Kroger too. And then we just casually get into my dad's car and go to my friend's house and he drops us off. And my, my dad obviously goes home after that. So somebody had like said, oh, we got, we got the drugs when Lindsay's dad took us to Kroger. So then it was this whole thing where my friend's mom is like, he took you to go get drugs and bring it to my house. And it guys, when I tell you, I was terrified out of my mind because my friend's mom was screaming and she was like, I am go Lindsay. I am going to need to talk to your dad. When I heard that sentence, she's going to have to talk to my dad. My dad's going to find out that we went to Kroger, not only to pick up snacks, but we got weed, took it in his car and that we had been smoking weed. I just, I couldn't imagine my dad knowing such a thing about me. Um, you know, I thought it was very sneaky at the time. So hearing that information, my heart sank. I, we tried to go to sleep. I literally couldn't sleep all night. I remember I actually had driver's ed the next morning and I remember I just like didn't sleep. And then I went to a whole weekend of driver's ed Saturday and Sunday. Like it was horrible. Um, you know, my, luckily my friend's mom and my friend's I don't even think they've ever met. Um, well, maybe when my dad first started dropping us off there to sleep over, he probably walked up to the door maybe and said hi, but I'm not kidding you guys. My parents were not really like the type to even like meet my friend's parents. I genuinely am like, they probably never even like did more than a wave to my friend's mom. So just imagining her actually like, she was like, I need your dad's phone number. I don't remember if I gave it to her, but Long story short, she did not end up calling my dad. Thank God, you guys. I would have been in so much trouble. <laughs> um, oh, my God. But later, Megan and I did get caught smoking weed by my mom, and that was horrible. We were grounded for so long. Megan and I would always get grounded together. I just remembered one more like brief thing. It's not like a full story, but Megan and I would always do dumb shit and get grounded together, <laughs> which is kind of fun because at least if we were grounded, we were grounded together. So we got grounded. This must have been when we were grounded from getting in trouble smoking weed on the family vacation because Megan packed weed and we drove in my parents' car seven hours to Florida with the whole family. And there was, Megan was like 15 at the time. So like it was dark, you know, my mom was like, my baby, my youngest baby brought drugs on the family beach vacation. <laughs> like it was dark. Megan and I were like stealing like shots of my mom's potato vodka and putting it into our, our drinks. That's a whole nother story. Like, oh my God, that we did. That was the last time our family went, <laughs> went to the beach all together. I'm almost positive. But I think this was the time that we were grounded from smoking weed on that family vacation. And we were grounded for like the rest of the summer or at least like two or four weeks or something like that. And Megan and I literally were so dumb. Like we wanted to go to Menchie or not even Menchie's. It was called like Yo. Euphoria. I think it was a frozen yogurt shop. Remember those were like all their age, like back in high school. Ooh, I honestly kind of miss a frozen yogurt shop. I'm not gonna, I miss Menchie's. That was like, I might have to order some frozen yogurt on. 
<laughs> one of these nights on like DoorDash or something. But Megan and I literally were grounded and we, after dinner, it wasn't even late. Like my parents weren't even asleep. It was probably like 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. Uh, during the summer. And we snuck out the window of like next to our back door, like on the first level of my house, we snuck out the window to go get frozen yogurt and we got caught. Like we were fully got caught. My parents were like, you're not home. You're grounded. Where are you? And we're like, we literally just wanted to get frozen yogurt. Like that's all we wanted to do. Really? We're getting grounded for longer for going to get frozen yogurt. They're like, yes, because you were grounded and you snuck out. We were so dumb. So that's some of the shit that Megan and I would do together. Um, steal potato vodka when my mom was at the beach. (laughs) Um, many deranged things on the family beach vacations. Like I said, we never went back after the year that Megan and I got um, caught bringing weed on the trip. (laughs) That was a dark time, Um, (laughs) truly. But that is pretty much the end, you guys. There's definitely probably so many other stories that didn't initially come to mind. But you know, I've been talking for like an hour, so I've told a lot. I hope that this was fun for you guys to know a little bit of behind the scenes of what I was sneakily up to when I was... 15 to, you know, 17 years old. And honestly, I don't regret anything. These were some really good memories as well as learning lessons and all that kind of stuff. I guess I'll leave it there. I hope you guys enjoyed. I can definitely do more episodes where I like tell stories about things that have happened. If you guys liked that format of kind of like a story time type of episode, because I haven't really ever done that before. Uh, So this was definitely a more lighthearted, fun episode, but I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Go ahead and check out the show notes of this episode for things that I talked about. I also share, you know, juicy story times and things like that, drug experiences, all that kind of stuff over on my Patreon. If you guys ever want to check out my Patreon and support me over there to access all of my juicy content. So that's always linked in the show notes if you guys ever want to check that out. All right, you guys, thanks for listening and you will hear from me again next week. Bye, you guys. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.